There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do you know that you're smitten? How do, oh. How do you Fuck, know? Fuck, it's been so long, Tom. Ask, ask yourselves at home, everyone. How do you know How when know you're I'm smitten? Um, I, oh, I'm trying to think of the last time I'm smitten. I get mentionitis. Yeah. So, like, whenever I'm talking to people, I'll be like, oh, my friend, blah. Or, oh, I was talking to blah the other yeah. day. Oh, my God, blah said the funniest thing. Brad's great, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Brad's, yeah. Brad knows Let's not say Brad because Brad is the name that my friend Emma gave my ex. <laughs> he is not great. I've got no memory of um, this. Yeah, I, I kind of – and I find myself um, – I, I I do do future planning. Yeah. I, do, I play you the what-if game. Um, when I'm super smitten, I can actually feel the heart flutter when I think about them. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is that I get that, I get that you know, dopamine flood when I think about them. Um, and that tends to be a problem because that's a chemical reaction that's very scientific and that makes me like people a lot more than I probably should. <laughs> I've got a couple of tells, I think. Okay. I get a like an internal uh, timer, countdown timer going. So it'll be three in the morning. I'll be lying there, just 17 hours left until I can see them. Oh. And this is like, and then like 10 in the next morning, it's, it's like minus eight, it's 11 hours. Or... If you're reading something or he, if someone's talking about someone or describing someone, that person will pop into your brain uh, yeah. and become a... Uh, so that's, that's a couple of tells that's for me. That's the other thing. Yeah, when I'm reading books or something yeah. like that and yep. there's a romantic lead, yep. if that person pops just into my head while I'm thinking about into, it and you're yeah. just like, oh, okay. So a couple of tells for you. Maybe it's as been I've been describing this process, you listening at home, someone popped into your head a name. So maybe, who was it? Who huh? was it? Huh? huh? We know. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I'm Tom Harris and sitting across from me is Liz Best. I am sitting across <laughs> from you and I am Liz Best. Yes, that is correct. Are you well, Liz? I'm well. On whole, on I'm, I'm feeling a lot better since the... Rest, well, I'm feeling a mix of being better and kind of worried that I'm going to get sick now that restrictions are, <laughs> yeah, are, have yeah. eased. Like, I, don't do, I don't want to do three months of hard time inside just to come back out and get the, get the thing. So exactly, exactly. But, like, you know, for the first... I had... I actually... I had therapy for the first time in, like, eight oh. months. It was eight and a half months wow. um, earlier this week. And the reason why I'd stopped is because I wasn't doing the work. And I was like, well, I don't want to pay all this money if yes. I know that I'm just going to do nothing. Sure. Um, but <laughs> solitary confinement in isolation just made me go, okay, perhaps. Needed and, a little. And it was so great to speak to because my therapist moved to New South Wales and I had a new one, but she wasn't gelling with me as well. Mm. And because of coronavirus, um, Australian laws changed that you were allowed to do telehealth. So I could speak to my New South Wales psychologist uh on my Medicare plan, and it actually made me feel a lot more positive about life. So Fantastic. Yeah. Well, good news all around then yeah. um, here on Ghost of Boyfriend's Pass. Should we 
Shall we? So this is the podcast (laughs) where we uh, get guests on to talk about some of their romantic endeavours that may or may not have turned out well. Yes, sift through the... Sorry, I was just going to say sift through the rubble of romances past. We're learning through trauma. Yeah, that's right. This is it. This is it. So today we have a guest who is a Brisbane performer, MC for open mic nights. We've got Brooke... Riley. Hello, Brooke. That's me. Hi, Brooke. We'll oh, put in hi, wild. We'll um put in wild round applause. Yeah, in post. Yeah. It'll be yeah. stadium yeah. sign. I don't know how you got them all to be so quiet so we yeah. can get a good take of this. You impressive. know what? They're really a, they're they well, obey us. We just click well our yeah. fingers yeah. and they do it. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's good. I'm excited to be here. You guys have very sensual voices. I enjoy it. Oh, thank you. Mm, yeah. I like it. Well, I don't it's like know. easy listening, <laughs> and then John's like, "Fucking what?" Ah, thanks, love. So, Brooke, mm. what has brought you to our show today? Oh, this is uh, – First of all, it? I keep forgetting to do this because <laughs> yep. it's the boring bit. Oh, yeah, do the boring bit. It's the rules. Oh, I'm yep, sorry. That's fair. Rules no, are boring. <sighs> They're so boring. Laws um, are boring. We just don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. That's the important yep. thing. So we need you to come up with a fake name yep. for the person that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you need to write it down, because yeah, we're done can, it. good, done great. <laughs> um, and and you can't threaten anybody. Oh, yeah, no, I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> you can gently rib and mm-hmm. a little bit of shit talking. Yep. But like, yep. and look again. I've said this on a few other episodes, but Columbo's every now and then I miss yeah. it. If you know who Brooke's talking about, don't be a snitch and tell everybody because snitches get stitches Mm -hmm. and that's a promise. (laughs) As to our thing about no threats. Unless you're a snitch, in which case... Then the rules don't matter. Watch out. Excellent. Um, I'm going to, just for posterity's sake, I'm going to go with the... uh, the the name Claire today. So hit me if I say anything that isn't Claire. Claire. Okay. Um, this is a this is a fun story. Um, this is, I guess, what you could call my first relationship, but in hindsight, I don't call it that. Okay. Um, because given what it was, I'm like, no, that's not it. I well, like that's not that it. you can reclassify that. Yeah. That shows personal yeah. growth. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, now this relationship started where all good relationships start on Tumblr. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do good um, relationships start on no, Tumblr? No, that's the joke. Unfortunately, <laughs> do I've never heard of any relationships starting on Tumblr. Yeah, and you should keep it that way. Frankly. Okay, <laughs> all right. Noted. Um, uh, this was 2016. I was 17 at the time, and I'd been on Tumblr for a couple of years doing the various disgusting fandom things. I'd been through sort of all yes. the seven circles of hell yes. on that app, uh, and I just circled around into in 2016. I was really big into like sort of like a YouTube and internet culture. Mm-hmm. And in particular, um, I got really into like Rhett and Link and Good Mythical Morning. Oh, uh, yes, I know, them. Um, I know of them. And yeah. I thought, like, that, again, what a wild way. You're like, how's she going to dig herself out of this hole? Um, but I got really into this fandom, and like, it was like there were enough people in it that, you know, it was like big and had some purpose. So but I don't also, know what these things just are. A YouTube, oh, yeah, it's just, it's just people. YouTubers. It's just people who make okay. YouTube stuff, basically. All right, cool. Nana over here is satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, they have the biggest thing that they do is this uh, YouTube morning show called Good Mythical Morning. And okay. it's like Monday through Friday, just a 10 minute episode that they do. Uh, and as such, there was a fairly dedicated fan base that was like big enough that it had some grounds, but also small enough that you knew a lot of the people in it. And this was the first time that on Tumblr I'd sort of like known other people, like I'd made friends, and I use quotation marks here, Mm. in the situation that I was in specifically. Uh, I'd made friends through this app. Mm. Um, And a couple months in, there was one person in particular that I started to make friends with, and her name was Claire. Um, Now, Claire lived in another state in Australia, not this one. 
um, that was in Australia as opposed to a lot of the other friends that I'd made that were in America. Denial. Yes. Um, yeah, my, my favourite Egyptian river. Um, and lived in Australia and also was, as for context, five years older than me. I was 17 at the time. She was 22, 23. A mm-hmm. um, couple of other contextual things uh, that I will explain in more detail later. At the time, I identified as asexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and had and had never been in a relationship before had absolutely no experience um and was not out in any capacity besides on tumblr um we'll circle back around to why that's interesting later trust me um (laughs) now claire and i started talking um just as friends in a friendly capacity uh but it and i just in hindsight i don't remember exactly how it happened but before long it was more than a friendly capacity right specifically what i remember is that i think she had a crush on me and i didn't realize uh because i remember one very specific instance where i was talking to another girl on tumblr and she made a joke about oh you should you know you do this at our wedding haha and then she like what's the tumblr equivalent of subtweeting like made a post about being jealous after seeing this right uh which was sort of the first thing that clicked in my head that was like oh this person that i have never met is into me now again this is on tumblr um she i think by this point we had probably like after talking for a little bit on tumblr we became facebook friends uh and that sort of thing so we would talk on facebook messenger um but throughout the entire relationship we never called or video chatted um and to to get this out of the way straight ahead she was a real person she definitely existed but that was still probably what should have been one of the first red flags that's just not a way that we communicated ever we exclusively communicated by like messaging on facebook Okay, and so on Facebook she had profile pictures yes. that you had yeah. looked at yes, that I had were seen. consistent? Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Right. And we had Snapchat, but and so like we would send photos to each other of just like us going about our day. Mm. Um, but you're talking to a real verified yeah, person. Yeah, this is a real, this is a real person. It's all good and above board. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, that you're in a relationship with somehow. Not at this point in time, but no, slowly it became that. Yes. We, yeah. So we started as friends and then I think what happened, I think one of the first things that happened was that we both independently of each other but also together booked tickets to go to VidCon in, mm. a, in Australia. We booked explain these tickets. Explain that, what is, explain just what a vid, is. It's a convention, okay, basically. Cool. Um, this point in time it's November and VidCon was September the next year. Okay. And so we'd been talking for a couple of months and we were like, I want to go to this thing, you want to go to this thing, why don't we both go to this thing and meet up um and vidcon was in melbourne and neither of us are in melbourne so it would have involved both of us leaving our states to go there to see each other to go to vidcon right at the time of booking vidcon tickets this was just like a friendly thing we were just friends uh but cut to about two months later and it comes to we need to book accommodation to vidcon and i think we're girlfriends now but i don't remember how that happened um that whole that transition of how we went from being friends to oh this is a thing Mm. I, I could not tell you how that how happened. How long had it been that you'd been talking? Probably four months, okay, I cool. want to say. Um, it's from what I understand, I think the conversation just got flirty and I didn't realise. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> I've had that happen a lot yeah. before. They're just like, I'm hitting on you and I'm like, what? And I'm like, what the heck? Yes. And then. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, I think at some point on Tumblr in a fucking message, she referred to me as her girlfriend and I was like ooh this is a th- how did you feel this is a thing that's happening now I didn't really know what I didn't really understand what was going on okay um and would it have been a case of not much would have changed because you were only talking yeah so and that's what like, okay. that's literally it it was yeah. just like oh I guess there's a word on this now yeah okay um but I think the interesting thing to note at this point in time is that like 
I had, again, I probably didn't realize this until now in hindsight. I had no intention of getting into a relationship with this person. It was just this person seemed to be into me and it was like I, this is just a ride that I'm now along for right. sort of thing. I call those situationships. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was wild. Um, so, and I mean, like, I'm not quite entirely complicit to this. Like, def- I, I was definitely involved enough to get to this point, right? Like, mm. I'm, I would have been reciprocating whatever energy she was putting out uh, and probably just basking in the validation, frankly. Um, and then it gets to about January and we're starting to think, oh, maybe we should book flights and things like that. Uh, and one of the big clinches that, like, oh, this is a relationship thing now is, oh, we need to book accommodation. Uh, we should probably just get a double bed. Oh, just get hey, the one. Hey, what a hey, shame. Hey, oh, no, yeah. What a shame. <laughs> what if? <laughs> yeah, what if? <laughs> um, so we booked our accommodation. Um, I paid for the whole accommodation and she uh, paid me back a couple months later. Okay. But that was a scary <laughs> couple months. Um, okay. uh, the interesting thing that we decided to do was given that this was a relationship, I guess, we were in now, um, was we booked – so VidCon was only two days. We booked a week. Oh, sure. We committed to this being a week-long thing. This is ambitious considering – This was January and we were going in September. Met. Yep, this was going to be the first time we were going to meet. But make it a week. But make it a week. Why not? Did you consider meeting before this? We couldn't – neither of us could financially. Okay. So it was sort of like we're putting all of our eggs in one basket in September. Yes. Believe it or not, that was a bad idea. <laughs> I feel Would like you, you could have spent some of that hotel money on meeting before now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, problem is I was 17 and I did True. not know what I was doing. This was olds no fuck all. This was the first time I was like going to it, like yeah. going on a holiday without my parents. Very adult Incredibly. And the thing that made it more adult was that I booked it all without consulting my parents. <gasps> yeah, was, what, that was my next rebel. question. What was... Uh, that didn't go down well. Now, I have incredibly uh, protective parents. Um, and so this – and one of the biggest issues was like – I would have got away with it fine. It was basically just me being like, oh, mum, I'm like, so I'm going to sort this out. This is I'll, I'll do the accommodation, all that sort of stuff. Um, but the problem was is that my bank account was attached to theirs. So it was like my money, but they could <laughs> see it. So I think two days later, mum sits me down on the couch and goes, why is $1,000 come out of your bank account? And can I ask if you're out to your parents? Not at the beginning of this conversation, I'm not. Um, $1,000 come out of my bank account. Mum sits me down on the couch and goes, what is this? And I say, uh, uh, and already I could have got away with this conversation being like, oh, we just booked accommodation and that was it. But I knew in my head that she was going to ask questions. Yeah. And so she asked this question and I broke down in tears. I just started crying because I was like, this is now a conversation I need to have that I was not ready to have. Oh, God. Because... And the hard part at the time was that – so we, I booked the thing and then she asked me about it and she was like, so tell me about the place. Where have you booked? And I was like, it's, you know, it's this sort of this apartment, this this place, they do these things, blah, blah, blah. And I think mum had a vague idea of what was going on. So she went, so you, you got your own beds? And I was like, no, we just – we booked, you know, we're going to stay in the same bed. And she's like, so what is this? And what I did at the time um, to – I have my parents I identify now as bisexual and they're chill as hell about it right because I'm a very fucking just buy a piece of shit um, <laughs> um, at the time it was scarier for me to come out to them as having a girlfriend that I really doubled down on being asexual right. sure. um, so like I, I sort of hoped that they would gloss over the the gay thing and I tried to explain the asexual thing mm. now 
asexuality is incredibly valid. I 100% believe that that is a real sexuality that has a place in the LGBT plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know in my experience that I no longer identify that way. So whether it is I never identified that way and I, there were other things going on um, or I did identify that way and things have changed. But um, at that point in time, that's how I identified and that's mm-hmm. what I came out to my parents as at the time. An interesting point to note here as well is that being asexual at the time was a big part of my identity, um, but yeah. I was like asexual and also gay, essentially. Like, mm. I, like that's I identified on Tumblr as a gay asexual. Um, Claire did not believe that asexuality was valid, um, and would tell me that I had a place right. in the LGBT community because I was gay, but not but because not I was because asexual. Um, <laughs> in hindsight, yes, that's the correct response. <laughs> uh, not great, and would try and would constantly try to justify it to me. I would talk about like we would the closest conversations we ever had to like anything like because we in the relationship we had online nothing ever got any sexual to any extent and I was explained like I, this is not something I feel comfortable with and mm. she went that's okay I understand it's a good thing you're still gay uh-huh <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, doesn't okay it doesn't quite work like mm, that which no. is interesting so um it's January we've booked this apartment with nine nine months until we have to do the thing and I've just come out to my parents kind of I've you half asked yourself I've been outed by a, the buddy NAB who was <laughs> taking money out of my account um, and yeah and then the next nine months is confusing as hell um, because we're in this relationship and we I guess act online as much as you would in a relationship only on Tumblr we're not like publicly together on any other platform um one of the biggest issues that continues over this time is a she's about five years older than me um I turn 18 at some point during this um but that was one of the things that she would often worry about is the fact that she's five years older than me Mm. Uh, normally in life that amount of age difference is not a big deal when you're on the cusp of your 20s like when you're when you're 17 turning 18 It's like I, I dated a 17-year-old when I was four years older than them. Mm. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. Because um, like when we started talking, we were 17, but we didn't start dating until I was 18. Yeah. Um, one of the other big issues with it was that like I as a person can get quite codependent on other people's well-being. Um, and this was one of the first times that happened real bad. Um, I started to worry so much about her. And in particular, she had a lot of sort of mental health issues that she wasn't financially able to get the proper help for. Yeah. So I did a lot of sort of proxy therapy for her Mm. and would have nights where she would tell me she was having a bad night and then stop talking to me and then I wouldn't hear from her for 24 hours and I would have a panic attack assuming the worst. emotional labour for you. It was exhausting. And I remember in a couple of like, you know, the middle of the year, a couple of months before we were due to go, being like, this is not sustainable for me emotionally, but we still have to go to Melbourne <laughs> and do this thing. Because you've, you've made an investment. You've yeah. got to see it. You've got to see it through. So I, we, I just sort of brushed that off and stuck with it. Um, and like we started to get just, you know, really excited. Um, I moved to Sydney a couple months before. She was also not in Sydney. Um, just to getting rid of the States. Not many left anymore. <laughs> um, so I moved to Sydney a couple months before um, and I was on a three-month contract down there with a company and uh, Melbourne sort of happened to be just the second last week of my contract with them. So I had told them before I went down, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to be gone for a week, but then I'll come back for the final week. Is that all good? And they're like, yep, that's fine. Um, 
and so you know I go through this contract we continue talking um things are as they have been for the last nearly a year at this point um hey do you never spoke on the phone no okay no never Mm -hmm. um but would message constantly we're constantly messaging one another um my parents knew about her Uh uh, and my best friend knew about her and that was it they were the only people in my life that knew what was going on there sure yeah um it gets to VidCon times. Uh, I get on. I get on my flight. She gets on her flight. How, um, are, you flight f- how are you feeling um, at that point? Can you remember? I remember being nervous as hell, yes, but excited. Right, Good. like so at the both. time, I was excited. Um, in hindsight, I should not have been. <laughs> Again, hindsight tells a lot. We'll get there. Um, but like, this was. I mean, like. Again, I say things always look worse in hindsight than they are, but I know at the time I was very excited. This was someone that I felt a lot of things for. I I believe we would have told each other that we loved each other. I definitely didn't. Um, I cared about her. Mm. She was important to me uh, and I worried about her. Um, So it was like this was, you know, it would have been been the emotion of like meeting an online friend. Like if you meet a friend online and talk to them for a year, that's really all it was. But we sort of masqueraded it as something more than that. Okay. Uh, she had also never been in a relationship before. Okay. Another interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so neither of us had ever had sex. Neither of us have ever kissed anyone. Neither of us have, have any experience in anything whatsoever. Uh, okay. okay. Um, we our flights land at similar times. I think I have to wait at the airport for about an hour. Um, and like I see her coming down the escalator, and I run over to give her a hug. She's real. She's a real person. She looks Good. like how Good. she Great. looked. Look. Um, That's um, and we you know embrace and cry a little bit in the airport. Um, we get on the bus and. I think I put my head on her shoulder um, while we sit on the bus to the uh, to the accommodation. Sweet, yeah, it was cute. Um, we go up to the accommodation, um, and very very quickly, I am starting to realise that I can't do this. Um, oh I we go up to the apartment, and I'm shitting myself. The concept of having to share a bed with this person that I don't know for the next yeah. week. Um, lots of we're very uh, cautious with one another. Um, I remember very distinctly, I believe on the first day we go to an aquarium uh, and I bend down to look at some fish and she offers me her hand to help me back up and I don't take it because oh. I'm scared that then I have to hold her hand. Oh. And this is probably a combination of, at the time, probably a little bit of internalised homophobia, but also just like me very quickly understanding that I am not ready for a relationship in this capacity. Yeah, in that particular circumstance yeah. anyway. Yeah, so we go to VidCon day one and things are okay, uh, as we're getting ready for VidCon day two, we've only been together for maybe 24 hours. Uh, I'm sitting, she's on the bed. I'm sitting at a desk that you can see from the bed, uh, putting my makeup on, getting ready. And she sends me a message via Facebook. She's in the room, but she messages me, hey, is everything okay? Uh, uh-huh. Good. Well, look, that's that's your comfortable forum at, yeah. up until this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So I... I sort of look at it and I put my phone down and I go and sit on the bed with her and I'm just like, I can't do this. I'm not ready for whatever this is. Um, and she goes, that's okay, me neither. I almost definitely think she was lying out of her ass when she said that. Okay. Um, mm. But I was like, I just like, like I, this, this is not a thing that I'm prepared to do right now. Mm. Um, it's day two. We have to spend a week together after this conversation. <laughs> so there's the most awkward conversation I've ever had in my oh life. Uh, so what do you want to do for dinner? Um, and then we <laughs> what go. What do you want to do for sleeping? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take the desk. Yeah. And then we go oh, to the next God. day of VidCon and we sleep. We share a bed and like we still share the bed because it's the only bed that's in there. But it's like 
you could not feel more disconnected oh. from the other person on the other side of the bed because we just don't talk about it again. No. It's just like oh. this. we just didn't talk about it again. Okay. It was like, okay, this thing's done, but we still have this let's week to, to do, so let's enjoy it as best we can. Okay. This is also the first time I'd ever been to Melbourne. I love Melbourne Melbourne's now, but it amazing. really took me some time oh. to get over these tainted experiences. <laughs> yeah. We spend this week together and it is the most awkward fucking week you could possibly imagine. Oh. We just fill our time with like touristy things so that we don't have to like. You didn't know sit anybody else in Melbourne? No, I did not know anyone. Oh. No. Oh, God. Um, I oh, remember at the time God. as well, uh, like sort of like hiding in the Tom's bathroom. Tom's just sitting there like shaking <laughs> yeah. it like he needs to just clean himself and get that yeah. week off him yeah. and he wasn't even there. Yeah. I remember like sitting in the bathroom like messaging my mum being like this isn't like this and she was like do you want me to fly down and I was like no oh, it's okay like I'll sort it out. Bless wow. your um, mama. And then you know eventually the weekends and uh, her flight my flight my flight leaves before hers she's got five hours until her flight leaves but she's like I, I she doesn't she doesn't like she was like sh- I go to the- we go to the airport essentially separately we go we get the bus together and then she's like I'm gonna go wait at my gate for five hours as opposed to sitting with you for an hour before you go and Look, I was like that's cool. for the best that's fair for the best cool. yeah so um I give her a hug oh, and we part ways oh, and I think I feel so awkward just thinking about that that's yeah oh. <laughs> we so much small talk we get home and I think maybe a total of three messages are exchanged and I have never spoken to her again since oh. that moment after a year yeah. Um, I go back to my job and they're like because they knew that I was like meeting my girlfriend for the first time and they were like how was it and I was like shit don't talk about it ever again (laughs) wow never happened la 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 it did not happen (laughs) Um, yeah so um, have not spoken to her since no idea what the fuck she's doing um that are Thoughts, you are correct. <laughs> that was not a relationship. Um, it was not. It was not. And it has taken me some time. Not really. It was not long after that I was like, that was nothing. That was a friendship that we put a dumb label on that did not deserve to be there. Yeah. Um, so you never held hands, no, never. No, I think I hugged her twice. That was it. But is it is it weird when you meet someone that you've been taught that you know so well but you actually don't know at all? Like what is that? How does that? I've never, you know, I, I'm one of those people who if I do internet dating or anything like that, I need to meet soon mm, because yeah. I need to know whether the vibe is yes. there. Yeah. I can't imagine how strange it would have felt to know someone intimately but, but also not know, know them about, at yeah. all. It definitely, like while we were there became, and even while we were talking, definitely became a relationship that was like just built on mutual interests and like that's what a relationship is I guess it's Mm. just things you liked but we had about two or three things that we both liked and that became the basis of what we talked about right Um, but just somewhere along the line it got distorted into yeah it just became a thing yeah I I don't remember it happening at the time I just remember it was like oh oh here it is yeah there you go it's done um okay and I during that time when you were talking to her did you meet anyone in real life that you were attracted to or that you thought about or no I so I like I said at the time I identified as asexual and I had for a couple of years beforehand um in hindsight I think a lot of that was uh, I had a very protective upbringing and I was incredibly scared of sex mm. um, I'm a fucking horn dog now just <laughs> um, absolutely just absolutely oh. um, but it took Great. it took a very long time of uh, unlearning things that I had been taught and sort of internal self-exploration mm. to get to a point to to feel comfortable in these things yeah um, and I so I just like I I don't think I was ever attracted to her like yeah. I just I think maybe in my head I was like oh 
this be you know I'm asexual. This is what this this is how the attraction goes. Mm. But like I never like she was pretty sure, but like I don't think I was ever like actually attracted to or her or felt anything for her other than like this is a friend that I care about. So let's get into the the what did we learn? Yeah, lessons learned. Okay. Lessons learned. Number one, I can't do online relationships. Neither can I. Um, Amen to that. Yeah, that shit is bullshit. Yeah, ba- bad idea all around, and especially for your f- first relationship. Quotation marks. And yeah. at oh. seventeen, eighteen. <laughs> no. Um, so for any of you out there who are seventeen and eighteen and thinking about being in a relationship with someone you haven't met yet. No, don't do no, it. No, no. Do Meet it. them first yeah, yeah. and then decide. And, and um, don't book a week. Don't book a week from Would a be, year from now. Don't book the week. Just People who do. are even dating and fucking don't book things nine months in advance. No, no. You know, like. <laughs> and not for a week. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, my, my biggest lesson is still online dating is balls and yeah. I refuse. And. Yeah, it's just the sense of even if you want to do the online dating thing and no judgment, you do you, mm. um, don't put a label on it before you've met Mm-mm. the person. Yeah. You mm. cannot you cannot underestimate the power of visual and oral and emotional and pheromonal cues as to whether you actually – like other than that, they're just a photo, a couple of words on a screen and the idea of a person. At the very least, have a phone call. Just <laughs> call the, them yes. at the least. Yes. Know what their voice sounds like before you go, you're my girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend. Yes. That's um, my lesson. Yeah. The other lesson that I would say is uh, – don't get into a relationship where you worry about someone more than anything else, I think. Yes. Um, I, good, it taught a really me a lot one, yeah. about uh, being able – I love being able to help people and support people, but, like, if I'm worrying about this constantly, this is going to be bad for all of us, um, well, yeah, for everyone involved. because you're constantly going to be in a, in a state of heightened uh, anxiety mm-hmm. – through the relationship, which is hell on your parasympathetic mm. nervous system. Oh, and the other one is uh, don't date someone that doesn't believe your sexuality is valid. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds like a pretty that easy one. Huge, yeah, that you is stole an mine. Easy- <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you want to say it again? No, uh, I was just gonna. I'll, I'll move on to uh, Tumblr. Isn't a dating? It's not platform. It's really not. <laughs> no. Are you still on Tumblr? I'm not. I de- I deleted it. Got- I got off that plane on the way home, and I deleted Tumblr, and I've not been on it since. Goodbye. I have never used Tumblr. It used to be really good for porn <laughs> and then they banned it yeah and yahoo yeah. bought it and they went nah not yeah anymore. there's some knowing head sh- head shakes and uh yep. listening to this right now would yep. you speak great for porn yeah yeah i don't i don't really know what it is it's just a, it's like a bloggy kind of platformy reddity kind yeah. of thing she would also no? make posts on tumblr about uh, like uh, about things she was feeling about me instead of talking to me about them she, no. she would make a post and be like, no, I'm really worried about this thing. And I'm like, just fucking talk to me about it. Yeah, How hard is that? Communicate, bitch. Yeah. That mm. is the, my lesson from most of these. Most of our episodes, my lesson is fucking communicate. Oh, my God. Communicate. <sighs> That's all it is. It's a, it's such an easy, easy and obvious go-to answer, but it's the correct one. Yep. It's just talk, you idiot. 99% <laughs> of all of our it's communicate. Mm-hmm. Fix it by communication. Because easily what we could have done is – months into that going hey you're a cool person but uh i don't think that i'm ready for this to be an actual relationship let's go to melbourne as friends uh and then maybe we would have stayed friends but the way that things went it was just we cut ties and i feel never like the again. double bed thing locked you in i that feel was, like we, if fucked you us on that. we fucked ourselves on that one but we also had- didn't because yeah. absolutely no touching <laughs> happened <laughs> i feel like if you're going to book a hotel room with someone that you don't know go with twin doubles so at least you can 
You can squish share, them together if you, if you want, want to, to but, but otherwise oh, you yeah, get the you got separate. separate corners. Yeah. It also got ripped off. It was The hotel was not that nice for the amount of money we paid for it. <sighs> but anyway. Bugger. And a week. Yes. You can go to the <laughs> week. Well, well, I hope that you've won Melbourne back for yourself now. Oh, Melbourne's a great place. Awesome. Now I've uh, replaced those memories. So it's, it's the Victorian bad. sitting yeah. over here. Well, a bit sorry. of a... Um, Anxious ride that one for yeah. both. For uh, both I haven't I haven't dug into this box for a while, so sorry for the messy storytelling. Um, but I was like, oh, look at all you. the things thank that you. are in here. <laughs> <laughs> all of this emotional. That is baggage. an anxiety making box. <laughs> well, thank Not you a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Not a euphemism. Thank you for sharing. And do you feel better for unlo- unloading a yeah, little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have learned so much, especially in the last year, about um, like. After that, I, again, was not in a relationship until now. This is my first proper relationship that I'm in now. And I feel like I can learn so much from that to not do so that this one's good. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Good. All right. Well, if you would like to have your story on Ghosts of Boyfriends Pass, you can go to that'snotcanon.com forward slash Ghosts of Boyfriend Pass. We have a really easy form that you can fill out. And we love your stories. When bad shit happens, turn it into good shit by coming on this podcast. That's, that's right. That's how it works. If you um if you can't make it to Brisbane, send it to us. And, Every um, bad date is a good story opportunity. And we'll read it out. You can also email us at uh, that's not uh, no. What is it? Ghosts of boyfriends Ghosts pass of boyfriends pass at, at gmail dot com. com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, maybe Twitter. Ugh, I hate Twitter. So, um, yeah. you can join Tumblr? out. Are you on you Tumblr? No. <laughs> Not till they bring back porn. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going back to Tumblr. Uh, we've got our group therapy, Ghost of Boyfriends Past Group Therapy private group, where you can discuss with our community of like-minded fans of our podcast and amazing all-round people about your relationship queries, problems, memes. Please send us your memes. We love memes. That's right. Otherwise, rate, review, comment, share, ring Subscribe. that bell. Yes, um. <laughs> please. We love it. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Brooke. Thank you for having me. This was good Glad fun. you're in a healthy relationship now. Oh. So exciting. My name is Serena. I have just started a new podcast called Love Stranger. It's all about interactions with strangers, uh, random passings, ways that people have affected people uh, drastically. We talk about everything from guardian angels to people who were just really, really kind to people who were just absolutely kind of nuts. It's a great time. Uh, You get to hear some really beautiful stories, some really heartwarming ones, some really what the f ones so please join me then uh they'll be releasing every friday and i hope to see you then except i won't see you because it's a podcast it's a podcast podcast. (laughs) that's not kind of productions podcast Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge.
Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.